Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Alarm Camel Writer Network. Opinions expressed in our shows do not necessarily reflect those of the network. Today, I'm going to be interviewing a dear friend of mine, Lisa Crane. And before I even knew Lisa, she had been a successful indie published author of uh, Christian romance for how many years, Lisa? Um, I believe I'm up for about two years before I met you. Okay, okay. And she has a large fan base from that. But Lisa's also been traditionally published, and uh, we're going to talk about her books and both kinds of publishing, and we're also going to help you get to know this sweet, sweet lady. Uh, Lisa Crane, born and raised in Texas, yay, is happily married (laughs) to the love of her life, Charles. They have two children, Harley David. That's almost Harley Davidson, huh? (laughs) I know. Is that where we we were going? (laughs) Well, I and, always liked the name Harley, and my husband uh, always wanted one, so I told him that was the one he got. <laughs> <laughs> and Chloe Skye. She also shares her home with two dogs, Jingles and Cash, and one lazy cat, Socks. Lisa is a self-proclaimed hopeful romantic, and she writes, loves writing swoon-worthy characters and stories, and that is the truth. Although <laughs> she she had always loved writing it was while between jobs in december 2011 that lisa started writing with an eye on self-publishing she published a collection of short stories after that she was hooked and has since published over 20 separate works lisa's stories are contemporary clean romance most of them are set in texas because she wants to share her love of the lone star state with others lisa's work including her popular McKenna's Haven series and Opposite Attract series, are, can be found on Amazon Kindle under the name Lisa Crane. Lisa loves to talk to her readers. You can find and connect her in several ways, connect with her in several ways. If you, I'll read these now, and if you uh, don't have a pen, get one while you listen to the uh, show, and I'll read them again so that, at the end of the show, so you can connect with her. Her email is happyheart1993, all one word, at yahoo.com. On Facebook, she's Lisa Miller Crane. On Instagram and Twitter, she's at happyheart1993. On Goodreads, she's Lisa J. Crane, because there's another Lisa Crane on there. She writes 60-second devotionals. A 60-second devotional blog at (laughs) https colon uh, slash slash one tiny light dot blogspot dot com. Uh, 
and uh, you will enjoy uh, those as well, her devotionals as well. Uh, one of the reasons that I became so very interested in Lisa, uh, my daughter kept telling me, I have this friend, and she writes Christian romance, and she's she's not connected to any other writers, and she you need to meet her. And one day I was getting my hair done. My daughter's a beautician and Lisa and her daughter walked in and Jennifer said, this is who I've been wanting you to meet. And we were talking and she said she had this McKenna's Haven series. Well, I have a daughter, I mean, a book called uh, a series called McKenna's Daughters series. And I thought, well, I'm going to, I've got to read hers and see how, what hers are like, mine are historical, hers are contemporary. And when I read it, uh, the one, the first one I read on that, it was a, she has the gift of storytelling so well. Um, but there were a lot of things she didn't know about get, publishing, you know, how to make your books better when you publish them. And I asked Jennifer later, I said, do you think it would hurt her feelings <laughs> if I invited her to my critique group? <laughs> and she said, oh, I don't think so, Mom. She said she'd probably like it. And she's been there. Now, how long have you been in the critique group? I forget. I think I think we figured out about four years. I think I started with you in 2014 in, in August, so next month. I, yeah, I I thought it was several years. Uh, I knew it was several yes. years. and. Um, Lisa, even though Lisa's books are very good and she's gotten lots of really good reviews on her books that she wrote before she came to critique group, um, I think she uh, realizes that being in a critique group has really helped her grow as an author. Uh, Absolutely. We we have enjoyed having her there for sure. Uh, did you, did you, uh, let's, let's talk about your um, e-publishing on your own. <laughs> did you have okay. a hard time? Did you have a hard time learning how to do it by yourself? You know, I really didn't. The funny thing is that I had mentioned to um, a friend, well, he's, he's our preacher too. And uh, I mentioned to him that I, had a book that I wanted to send to a publisher, but the publisher that I had found actually was a vanity press. And I was like, I don't really want to pay that much to publish a book. And he Mm -mm. said, you know, you can self-publish on Kindle. And I went, really? And so I started looking and that was one of the easiest things I've ever done in my life. It's, and that's anybody that, that tells me they want to publish a book. I'm like, if you don't have an agent and an editor, let me tell you how to do it. And it's so fast and so easy. And I loved it. Oh, yeah, I you know I have done I'm you and I both are uh, hybrid publishers, <laughs> hybrid right. authors because we had been traditionally published and we've been mm-hmm. uh, uh, e published, indie published. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think I think publishing on on Kindle KDP is very. Yes. I find it very easy. I really do. It is. Um, you can do it in one day. I mean, in less yeah. than a day. You can get it's a just book. It's a matter of clicks. <laughs> clicks, yeah. The mm-hmm. the hard the hard part when you self publish is making sure you have a good cover. Yes. And uh, and then the second 
is making sure your book is really well edited. Yeah. Which sometimes uh, some people some people uh, pay professional editors, uh, mm-hmm. which I've been a professional editor for other authors. I can't be I can't be a professional editor for me because you see what mm-hmm. you think you wrote, exactly. <laughs> whether, whether it's what you wrote or not. So how do yes. you handle how do you handle the uh, editing now? Um, after, you know, as you know, we, we read in critique group and your critique group. And, uh, uh-huh. after I get suggestions and things there, I want, before I publish, I go through it one more time, very, very carefully. And then I have several beta readers that, that yeah. each one, it's, each one brings something different to the table. You know, one is really good at picking up on timeline issues and one is really good at picking up on grammar issues and one is good at picking up plot holes. So you know, inconsistency. So I I go with a set group of beta readers most of the time, and they are really very helpful. And since, you know, as you know, you mentioned, you know, self-editing, which is what I did when I first started. And if you go back and read those books, it's almost like a different writer. My my voice is the same and my my writing style is the same, but it's so much stronger and so much better. And so I'm, 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 if anybody reads those early books, please know I'm slowly going through them and re-editing, but it's taken a while because I'm writing current stuff at the same time. So, yeah, I, I use, uh, beta readers too. Uh, mm-hmm. and then I, uh, yeah, I have, I have used like outside beta readers outside the critique group. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had five, and about uh, three of them were very good and helped me. And mm-hmm. the other two, I thought I was being careful about choosing who who I was having read the beta read, but two of them did not get it. They didn't understand right. the book. They didn't understand what we were going, what I was going for, and they. You know, they were really uh, a lot of things they said was not was not helpful. And so right. if you're going to have have beta readers, you need to be careful who you get. Uh, yes, very much so. And, and even yes. with professional editors, I have read a couple of books. I read one a year or two ago that had it had listed a professional editing uh, service. And it was so badly edited that I was just like, oh, that, that writer needs to get her money back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've read books like that. You're like, honey, did you not hear about editors? <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, it's, hard, it's hard to read through them now. Uh, it is. I used, I, I used to could read a, a fairly badly written book uh, and ignore the if the story was good, of course the story yes. is everything. You know, story is right. king. I can't do that anymore. Yeah, uh, it's very difficult. I I stumble over a, the bad editing, just pulls me right out of the story, just jerks yes. me out of it. And yeah. after a few chapters, it's like, okay, there are good enough good books written. I don't have to read this one. <laughs> Exactly. You know. Have you ever thrown yes. one across the room? 
Um, I try not to because I mostly read on my phone now, so I try not to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you but don't I, want to keep I, re- replacing yeah, your phone. I, I, I'm cl- yeah, I'm quick to uh, go, yeah, no, I'm not going to finish this and delete that off my phone. Although I did have some readers on one of my books in the McKenna's Haven series who said when they got to a certain point that they were ready to throw it across the room because uh-huh. of a plot twist. And they were very yeah. glad that they didn't because things worked out. As you know, I'm a firm believer yes. in happily ever after. So <laughs> yes, yes, we, yeah, I do too. I do, I do too. I have to have a happily ever after for sure. Exactly. And yes. I, I have to have, I have to have a spiritual thread. Mm-hmm. And you do too, don't you? Yes, I do. For the most part, there, there are one or two of mine that while they are clean. And wholesome, they do not have as heavy a spiritual thread. There's not like a salvation or anything, but oh, the yeah. characters oh, yeah. are decent, godly people, and the story is clean. So, yeah, I, I try to I, be careful how I categorize them. Yeah, I, um, I don't. I have only a few of my books that have a salvation scene in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is, of course, I, I, I teach. A class called how to write a salvation scene uh, right. because a lot of people don't know how uh, they think all right. they have to do is they write a story and then they just drop a salvation scene in somewhere that's yeah. not how you write a salvation scene it has no. to be organic to the story and, well, and I feel like um, you have to build I don't I don't I've had oh, yeah I've read books where the person just suddenly decides they want to follow Jesus and I don't think that happens in real life I think you have no. to know him first before you make that choice, and and it has to be you know it has to be feasible and plausible and believable. Yeah, that's that's what I teach. That there has to be growth in that person who's not yes. a Christian. They have to hear from. They have to have maybe a friend who's always talking Jesus talk and. and Yes, they want to ignore them, and and then things happen that make them wonder. Well, is mm-hmm. there something? And and then they don't. And it it has to grow. It's a yeah. growing kind of thing yeah. in a story. Yes, and it's, and it's you know that's one of the things that I started. One someone that I work with asked me if I had ever considered writing a devotional, which is when I started writing my blog a couple of months ago. And and it, you know I stated in the very first blog that I would probably not take on any real controversial topics that I just wanted to be an encouragement. And, and sometimes I feel like that's, that's where, that's one of my gifts is just being a light. And, and I heard somebody the other day say something that I thought was really great. She said uh, that an older lady had told her, Jesus told us to let our light shine. He didn't tell us to go shine our light. And I kind of like that. Just be who you are oh, yeah. and be who you are in Christ and let that light shine. And that's, you know, that's why my blog is One Tiny Light. So I like that. Yeah, I like I like that. You're um, for so long, uh, a lot of churches, they had teaching evangelism, you know, they yeah. go out on evangelistic calls, you know, and this kind yeah. of thing. And yeah. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm not saying that's wrong, but right. more people come to know the Lord through relationship that yes. has been built with a Christian who's yes. just a friend to them yeah. and lives 
in front of them, their lives. Yes. Yeah. And I think more and more, uh, more and more Christians are turning to that uh, instead of going and knocking on somebody's door when they're having supper and yes. and wanting to come in and tell them that you need Jesus, you know, uh, although that's true, they need Jesus, you know, kind of thing. Uh, I'm glad to see the change happening in many churches. Uh, yes. That's our our church is like that, and I'm sure yeah. yours probably is too. Yes, you you have to have a relationship, earn the right. Exactly by by being being friends with them, having yes. true interest in them as a person, and yeah. that kind of thing. I like that. Uh, yeah. Now let's get to your romantic threats. Okay. Uh, <laughs> listeners, I have to tell you, she writes romantic comedy. Uh, and she she is so good at it. It it's like it it's like it I don't know if she has a hard time doing it. I have a feeling she doesn't. But it's 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 also uh generic to the story. You know, it grows in the story, and it just happens. Now, occasionally, I'll have I'll have lines in my stories that uh, cause a reader to laugh, but they're just they're in most stories. There's a few, <laughs> but no, <laughs> Lisa's is almost every page. It's it's <laughs> her writing is totally hilarious, and. Uh, our critique group just love it uh, because they, they keep waiting for uh, that part of her story. So is it, uh, do you plan the comedy or does it just happen? I think it just happens. I, I've always been kind of a crazy person in a good way. And, yeah. You know, we, we just, the, just the conversations that happen at, even at my house, just seem to be we we seem to be laughing a lot at, with one another and it just you know I think life is just so much better with with humor it's just it, yes it it just makes everything better <laughs> yes yes uh, I, I resemble that comment <laughs> I'm kind of a crazy person myself as you, you know <laughs> after four years you've got to know that Exactly. Well, you know, and I, I tell my kids, I said, you know, there's different kinds of crazy. There's, oh, you're so crazy. And then there's, oh, you're so crazy. And so I like to think I'm the first one that's like fun crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not, we're not uh, really uh, uh, clinically crazy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We're just a lot of fun. Okay. Yes. We'll, we'll talk a little bit too about, you have... You have a fairly new book, uh, "Sweet Summer Love." Uh, yes. When did you When did you upload that one? I can't. I, I believe it was in May, late May or very early June, I think. And okay. I, I, I those both were about July Fourth, and so I wanted to get those out there before that. So. Oh, the two out of the jo- July Fourth one. Yes. 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 Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> Listeners, because uh, it's hard to break into 
publishing sometimes, and it's it's gotten harder than when I first uh, became published all those years ago. Uh, and uh, some of the publishing houses that were publishing uh, romantic fiction, Christian romance, uh, they began to drop the fiction line, which is really hard. Then multi-published authors who are losing their places they have been uh, are really they're at the same place that new authors are and they're all fighting for the same well not fighting but they're all trying to sell to the same people and so Mm -hmm. uh, what was it I think it was was it 2016 that we started I started doing the novellas I think so was it 16 or 15? I was kind of thinking it was 15. I don't know. It may have been 15. It uh, may have been December of 15. It was, yeah, I think uh, it was December of 15. And then we did 16, and then we did uh, the one in se- 2017. Um, what I did, because I have enough, a lot of people in my critique group who write publishable works. So I became a boutique publisher. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just just to to publish uh, uh, novella collections with uh, novellas from the people in my critique group. Uh, we have a cup. We have a couple who don't attend the critique group uh, who ha- have books in them too. But um, that's how Lisa became a, a traditionally published because I was her publisher. You know. But uh, that's a different that's a different ball of wax too. When you have <laughs> when you have when you have deadlines and you, yes. and you have to please you have to please an ed, uh, a publisher. <laughs> but, yes, and you know how much I love deadlines. <laughs> yes. Well, and I'm such a mean publisher. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> uh, I, anyway, I think I made you, I think I made one deadline with you. Yes. <laughs> well, don't tell people. <laughs> uh, because I made everybody else, most everybody else met their deadlines. I uh, know. Uh, not, not everybody, though. Um, so what? how do you feel about the difference between the being published by someone else and publishing yourself? You know, I... I really like both of them. They both have their different, you know, it was great to hand off my, my novellas to you and let you worry about it. Um, <laughs> but also, as as you know, you know, handing off your work to somebody else, even someone that you trust, like I trust you, that's still, that's like, that's a part of your soul, you know. <laughs> and you hand that off to somebody and it's like, okay, what happens now? You know, whereas... When I do my yeah. own publishing, I I control everything, and there's there's a lot to be said for that. I'm I'm typically not a control freak at all, and but there is something about being in control of your own art that is is very reassuring. Yes, yes, that is true. I uh, uh, at at first <laughs> when I first started publishing, you know, you I mean started writing for publication. You, mm-hmm. I've heard it called opening up a vein and writing with yes. your blood, you know, uh, but it, 
it's almost like some people call, well, my baby came today. My book, you know, my book from the publisher yes. came today. It feels like your baby. Uh, the book usually takes at least nine months. Of course, that yep. one I did, that one I did this year that's coming out in September, the 12 Gifts of that was quick. Christmas. <laughs> that was quick. I had, yes. I had a premature baby. <laughs> no. Yes, you did. But, but, um, you do feel like that's your baby, and uh, I know the f- the first time I wrote a book that now the first book was bought uh, was bought outright by the publisher. That's the way mm-hmm. they did it back then, and and then they right. did whatever they wanted to with it, and you didn't yes. get royalties. That kind of thing. The, my Ooh, first book. Wow. And it yeah. it was not. When it when it came, I didn't even read it for a long time, and finally I went to read it. And when I, as I went through there, I was like, I would never have written that sentence. I would never. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had pages turned down all through this book of things I wouldn't have written, and I would look at it right. and I'd think, Why did they change that? It looked to me like an editor was trying to to make sure that the the publisher knew they did work in the book now there were a lot of places that needed changed but not everything Mm -hmm. that they changed and so my my second book came out after when they were doing the traditional uh, the uh 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 royalty based and and they edited it uh well i i didn't know for sure then a, a lot of the things i know about the editors now but right. uh, when I got my first uh, rewrites on a book that, you know, mm-hmm. an editor had gone through it and they, they would say on page so-and-so, you need to re- rewrite this section. On page so-and-so, right. you need to write, rewrite. <laughs> there, were, there were 21 pages <laughs> of, wow. of those kind of things. I'm not kidding you. I, I, I just, I just put it down, and I thought, why, why did they buy it if they didn't like it? <laughs> yes, yeah. Of course, everything they had in that book, most everything, made the book better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, but that was a learning thing for me because it was like, uh, hello, and I really, yeah. I put it down. I put it down for a week. Yeah, and I would walk, walk through the 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 house and go, God, do you see what's going on down here? Because mm-hmm. I pray about the story. I pray about the story, and I would. I yeah. mean, I would just back and forth and talking to God day after day. And finally, I shut up enough, and He said, "Do you want your book to be published?" <laughs> and I said, <laughs> uh, "Yes." And He said, "Well, think of the publisher as your boss." And this is what your right. boss is asking for. And I went, yes. oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Which and wasn't necessarily fun, but it was a growing experience. Right. And, and you know, that's the thing that we, you know, I'm, I'm, as you know, knowing me, that I'm very, I feel very strongly about someone critiquing and trying to change my voice and, yes. and my style. And, and that's, you know, as long as someone's making my writing stronger, that's, that's fine, but don't try to turn my writing into yours. And that's, I think that's very important yeah. with editing. Oh, that's the truth. That's the truth. Well, and then I learned about the third or fourth book in, I can't remember, a lady who 
the lady who edited it, she said, I feel really blessed to be editing your book. You're a good writer, and I, I'm glad that I was assigned this book. But just know that this is your story, and if you don't agree with mm-hmm. something I'm doing, then we can discuss it and see if we can work out something that works for both of us. And that That's was a wonderful. revelation. From then on, yeah. I knew that I could say, wait a minute, this is in here for, for this reason. And yes. And we need to keep it there for this reason because we need it later. Okay, the, yes. the show is getting close to being over. It goes so fast, doesn't it, Lisa? It does. It does. <laughs> I'm going to read her contact information so we get it in before the show's over. Her email is happyheart1993 at yahoo.com. She's on Facebook as Lisa Miller Crane, on Instagram and Twitter as at Happy Heart 1993. On Goodreads, she's Lisa J. Crane, and you'll want to check out her 60-second devotional blog at, uh, well, it's HTTPS colon slash slash one tiny light, all one word, dot blogspot dot com. Lisa, I just, I was thrilled to have you on the show. And uh, we may have to do this again when you have a, a couple more books out. Remember, folks, you'll want to get Sweet Summer Love on Kindle. Uh, and the one, the one right before that was An Unlikely Match. You'll want both of those books. And you want to check out her other books. Uh, and we thank you very, very much for listening. And thank you, Lisa, for being with thank me. You. Thank you for having me, Lena. My pleasure.